Hi, this is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Cheryl DeClerc. She is my first interviewee for my podcast, Balance Shared. She runs her business, Pacific Northwest Virtual. She's a marketing assistant where she helps business owners with the techie back-end business stuff stuff that some business owners really don't want to work on, right? Because even if they have the skill set to do so, it's much better if they focus their energy on creating great retreats or other things. So she supports them with all that techie business backend stuff to help them grow and expand their reach. She's been in business since 2016, and she moved away from being a dental hygienist. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So we've known each other for what? How long? Two years. Two years. Yes. It's kind of a serendipitous meeting, if I recall. Yes. We met um, at a networking event, a small town um, marketing event. And then later that day, I saw you walk by the carpool line. We had just moved, <laughs> moved schools. And I'm like, hey, I think I saw Michelle this morning at the networking event. And it was, it was you. I love that so much because a lot of my life is built on these seemingly random connections and being operated by my gut and in touch with my intuition. I have learned to pay attention to those kinds of things. So since then, our older boys, your oldest, and then my only have grown to be great friends. They share similar temperaments and challenges. And we've even enrolled them in uh, a local martial, martial arts Aikido. So we get to spend all sorts of time together now chatting about school and fundraising and jobs and being, I'm not offended by this term, mompreneur. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to hear your story and how you make it all work in your life. Oh, thank you. And likewise, I, I appreciate always having you, you know, having you in my life and um, you're always so great to talk to. So I'm, I just really enjoy you, Michelle, and um, oh, our time together. You. Yes. Thank you very much. So tell me a little bit about your business. What is a marketing assistant? <laughs> well, I'm actually a virtual assistant. That's how I was trained. Um, but it's a little bit, people understand what a marketing assistant is. And I felt like when I was calling myself a virtual assistant, I was having to explain what I did. But marketing kind of covers, people understand that. But I work virtually and I assist people with their business. Um, and I help them with marketing. Um, you know, it's all the little things that have to come together to put together marketing strategy. So I like to implement marketing strategy. Awesome. So before you did this job, you were a dental hygienist. Can you kind of talk about that transition? Well, I was a, a dental assistant. And oh, sorry. yeah, that's okay. Um, so I worked in the dental office since I graduated from high school. I started, well, I went to a little bit of college. Um, and so I've worked in the dental office for years and 
with my husband's job, it just was uh, my one day a week became, you know, trying the hassle of trying to find a sitter. Um, and over the years, I have tried, looked for things that I could do on, you know, from home. And um, so over the year, you know, my husband works late, he works long hours. Um, and so, so, you know, this, it's been a journey to find something that I could do from home. So I found this job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. So we've talked uh, over the last two years about different sort of passion projects of mine. You were one of my attendees in the listening campaign. You've uh, been a great cheerleader for all of these different things that I do, whether it's essential oils, trying to bring women together or, you know, have events at the local Odd Fellows building where our kiddos do Aikido. And I think I've explained to you before that my goal is that we heal women to heal the world. And that's kind of like the next layer of what was my original goal of, of having a green world and being sustainable. So can you kind of share, now that you get to work from home and you have more control of your hours, how that kind of links together? Since I wanted to find a job that I could do from home, um, because of having children, um, my husband working so late, um, you know, instead of running around, you know, taking kids to daycare or trying to go to the office every day, I feel like my working from home is my contribution to not only our home environment and the stability for the kids, but also on the bigger picture, working in this online space is, you know, we're not, I'm not driving, I'm staying home. Um, I can work from, from anywhere too, but also I can work with anyone who lives in, you know, I work with people from, in different countries you know, across the U.S. So it's this idea of us working together in an online space, I think is a huge impact on society, on the environment. Um, and we, it's just a different world where we can come together and, and work in a space that's virtual, which is different, but I can help people with their business but yet not sitting right with them. Mm -hmm. I think I think it feels empowering to me as a as a woman and um, as a mother and as a as a wife and and as a you know to myself. It empowers mm -hmm. me to to you know kind of have a dream a goal. It took me years to get to this online space of having my business as a freelancer. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's rewarding too. Mm -hmm. So if I might relate a little, mm -hmm. I got a full-time job working at a local nonprofit when my son was three years old. And the office was 20 miles away from my home. And I had, and so we chose, and at the time it was part-time when I started, 
So we chose a daycare facility that was actually in the same sort of block as, as the location of this organization. And it would take, so we are located in the Pacific Northwest in the general Portland metropolitan area, and it has a increasingly large traffic um, problem, if you will. Rush hour can sometimes start at 1 p.m. At the time that I was doing this, when my kiddo was three, rush hour would start closer to two or three o'clock. Uh, but that meant that it could take, if there was no traffic, it was a 30 minute drive to this location. With traffic, it could take upwards of an hour and a half. And as a mom, one thing that becomes really quickly evident is, as a, as a parent, right? As a parent, it becomes quickly evident, the daycare rules. You have mm -hmm. to have them dropped off by a certain time and you have to have them picked up by a certain time. And if you don't have them picked up by a certain time, then you're penalized and they can charge any number of dollars per minute to be able to motivate the parents to get their kids out of there on time. So that's a lot of stress. Yeah. And yes. I have one kid and that stressed me out immensely. <laughs> you have more than one child. How much stress do you think you were able to let go of by being able to work really hard to manage the driving logistics? A huge stress relief. I mean, I have stress in different areas, but not the run around or or the last minute because my husband's job on my on his day off when I was supposed to work was um you know he would get called to work or we wouldn't know until like the day before oh I have to work and then I'm scrambling for childcare. So stressful. So stressful. So yeah I'm glad I'm glad to move away from that. So you love strategy. Mm -hmm. So you've taken uh, a lot of strategic steps. You said it took many years to get to this place, which I think really harkens to the strategy that you live by. And you have found a niche that really speaks to you. Can you kind of describe what you do a little bit more than um, like in the marketing assistant? What do you help? your clients do? Well, I help them from anything from uh, email marketing to social media strategy and, and implement, implementation, uh, Facebook ads, SEO, and, and WordPress. I'm a big content creator or help I help them with content so it's all these little things that come that you have to put together to run a business there's so many moving parts and sometimes it takes a lot of time so I take time to do all these little things so that the business owner doesn't have to they can put their energy into creating content, um, products, they, they can focus on other things in their business and run a business while I can help them with the, all the little things. 
before we get into that, because there's some really amazing things that you have been able to specialize in, I was curious in uh, building this, this, like how working from home would look, what did you find you needed to do to be able to support your clients and show up the best so that you, you could? Uh, I would say the biggest thing is clear communication. Um, I work in a, I try and work with all my clients in a project management system. So in most cases I work in Trello. So it's all very planned out. Um, I also, in the home environment, I try and keep my space clear so that my mind space is clear. So although I might have some toys and some papers here and there, generally, like I, you know, went heavy on the KonMari and got rid of a whole bunch of stuff and reevaluate, you know, look, I look at stuff differently after um, reading KonMari and trying to implement that into our, our life here at the house. But sometimes if there's like a deadline that I have to meet, I'll, you know, think, plan out my dinner, plan out the whole day. So not only do I plan out my work, I plan out my home life too and try and make it simple and, and run well. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, in some of our conversations, you've also talked about the need. So, you know, clearing the house, so having the space like so that you can show up and it's clutter-free, except for maybe the occasional army man standing around. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, then, and then also the clear communication, which you talked about. And then when we've talked about this before, you also linking into that clear communication, you've really figured out what I heard. You really figured out how to establish clear boundaries with your family and your clients. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, my, I have my work time. And so my clients know that, okay, Cheryl is available during these, right now it's my daughter's preschool time, <laughs> or I'll arrange, if there's something, I'll arrange for a sitter. Um, I think the biggest thing with communication and boundaries is to plan ahead, know when, you know, my know that I have children that nothing is immediate, you know, give me a little bit of extra time. Not that I, I need, usually I do most everything pretty promptly, but, you know, nothing is like, I need this now. And I think that that's very important. It's not life or death usually in the online business world. So um, they know that I'm available, but also know that I will get it done. It just might, might not be right when it's assigned to me. That's awesome. I love that you've been able to find clients 
who can really respect your boundaries and appreciate them. Because when we have that really high trust environment and communication, that to me is where it really helps be parallel with heal women, heal the more world. When we can be really clear with ourselves, work with people who maybe have matured so their ego isn't <laughs> inflating everything. <laughs> it can be a really joyous team environment where you can bring your skills to help them. Absolutely. I, really want I agree. Absolutely. Thank I want to talk about SEO because that's one of the things that happens to come up in our conversations a lot. But I want to take a moment and uh, go for a quick break to give some thanks to our sponsors. And when we come back, can we dive into that? Sure. Welcome back. I am chatting with my dear friend, Cheryl DeClerc, who is a marketing assistant, and we're going to dive into some of her strategy. A lot of our conversations as we're brainstorming around Aikido and things, and I say, hey, I have this new thing, and I'm going to do this blog post. SEO always comes into those conversations. So can you kind of describe the trajectory, I guess? You, okay, I'm going to do a virtual assistant. Then it really became clear that you're really more of a marketing assistant. You help write blog posts. You help people with their social media, getting it scheduled. You've done a lot of trainings and things to be able to learn what, what is there. So like, can you kind of, why, why should we pay attention to SEO? What is it? SEO is search engine optimization. So when you put into Google, let's say reusable drinking straws, Google tries to search the web and find the best content to answer your question. So if you're looking, you know, what is the best reusable drinking straw, then that's when you get all the results that come up, either one word or, you know, you can type in a question. Um, so as a business owner, what you can do is focus on creating the best possible content to answer search query questions. So it's really important to get a few things um, put together properly, and that is your content, um, understanding the query, understanding your business, your keywords, you know, how to get people to find you using keywords, um, your relevancy with your business, your authority, you know, how you're looked at with your business and in the online space and trying to boost your authority and then getting your technical optimization set up in the right way. Also, if you're a brick and mortar business, local and I guess in, on, in the online space, your local SEO is so important. Um, it can be a huge impact on your on your business and being found online. So I love helping people with that. <laughs> well, and there's a big landscape too, right? Because in some of our conversations, you've shared that SEO today is not SEO what it was three years ago. So how do you keep up with all that? 
Oh, always learning. Um, recently, I've enrolled in a couple courses. So I was trained on, I was trained one-on-one in SEO and worked for two years doing SEO um, on teams and in a, in a marketing agency. But recently, I wanted to expand on SEO. So I enrolled and am certified in SEO as a specialist but always learning. Um, Google algorithm updates, I've heard 80 times a day, and I've heard 500 times last year. So, and they don't disclose everything. So we're always trying to tweak. Marketing as a whole, you're always testing and tweaking, learning, you know, it's so, important because you know one week you may be doing one thing in all spec all aspects of marketing one week you may be doing one thing the next week an algorithm will change and you're doing something completely different usually it's subtle but um it's important to keep learning and keep keep up on what's happening and so with my businesses I work with, um, I feel like it's my duty to keep up on these things, inform my clients on, hey, did you see what um, YouTube is saying to do right now? Um, And then sending them the information so that they can make the appropriate changes for their business. Awesome, that's lovely. I kind of think of it as personal continuing education credits. Correct. For your- yes. <laughs> so SEO is still kind of this, this big monster, even though it's um, a strategy to help us be seen and heard in this virtual landscape. For someone who maybe isn't ready to hire you or someone like you, uh, what are like a top three to five things that person should know about SEO and their web presence? Well, I would say for sure, create content. We are still, create good content, I should add. We're still seeing that content is important for your business. It, you know, can guide people to your products. It can inform people and educate people on on what you're doing, um, answer a question that they might have. Um, so understanding your business, creating content that is appropriate and relevant to your business to drive traffic and um, you know, lead, it's kind of a funnel. So you think about it as, Maybe somebody sees a blog post on Pinterest and they learn, you know, what your business style is about through that flow of Pinterest to your website, to your article, your content, and then, you know, optimizing your web page so that they can go into a sign up, an email subscription or interest in some of your products so i think 
but that would be to understand that where people are coming from, what they're looking for and what you can provide um, is really important right now. Thank you. Uh, so I uh, always want to hire you to <laughs> write my blog post things to help me with that. Uh, and I love the idea of being able to really build on people's strengths. So when somebody is ready to hire a virtual assistant, what should they know? They should know that it's never too early, <laughs> you know, to get help. It's never too, you know, it's, it can help you in ways that expands your business. It will give you time, energy to focus on what you want to focus on and not be bogged down and feeling overwhelmed with those little tiny tasks. So in working to find a good virtual assistant, it would be a good idea to ask around, ask somebody you may not know that they have a virtual assistant helping them. You can look on Upwork. You can put tasks on Upwork and people will reach out to you. I think that I think Upwork is a great place to find help when you need it. Um, yeah, I would say definitely ask around Facebook groups. You can ask in there and there's a lot of virtual assistants in a lot of um, online Facebook groups. In working with an assistant, you might give them a couple small tasks for a trial and see how they do and then move forward. See if it's a good fit. You know, some people, you, they may be a very pleasant person, but in communication, it may not jive um, which is fine and that's normal. Budget doesn't match dream necessarily, but there's specific goals that they need to reach. And so that's where I get a little more into designing like a special, you know, package, we'll call it for them. Like an a la carte package. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That all it takes is for you to reach out to me so we can talk. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are you, do you have any big projects you're working on in PR land? <laughs> So, um, as a matter of fact, I do, uh, not necessarily for clients, but for myself, actually, um, I still have this idea that I've been piecing together and it looks like it's going to start to come together. Uh, it's a networking group for women who need that little extra kick in the ass. I'm going to say, um, there are some wonderful and amazing organizations out there for women, uh, where they really work to help empower them. I've been to them. I have have nothing but amazing things to say to the founders. But what I've also found for me is that it's not always what I necessarily need. And sometimes I need a little more of the assertiveness, the swift kick to the butt. <laughs> and, you know, talking to other women entrepreneurs and business professionals, they really felt the same way. They really felt like, you know what, I just need one day where I can just vent the hell out of everything going on and know that there's other women like me who just on occasion will drop the F-bomb and not even think twice about it. 
And so I'm looking on formulating a networking group um, that I'm hoping will eventually go national, international. <laughs> We're going to start it here in little old Portland. When can people look for that? Uh, probably my goal is to get it up and going in January, no later than February. Titillating kick in the ass networking group coming your way soon. Yep. Exactly. You'll find all the information on my Facebook page. Um, right now, I'm just putting the final plans together before I start making the announcement. Oh, like awesome. the official, official announcement. Right, right. Awesome. Uh, what PR outlets are you going to reach out to, to, to get this going? Um, everything local at first, because of course, I wanted to start here in the PDX and surrounding areas. And, you know, as wonderful as it could be to have things explode overnight, you also want to be careful because you don't want things to go insane right away. Um, because I've seen the good and the bad with both sides. And I was very fortunate to work with a nonprofit back home in Fresno who, you know, he, his background's in marketing and it's, it's a nonprofit organization. And he would tell me almost every day, he goes, Letty, I know I can make this go national, international and explode overnight, but I don't want it to, not yet. And we would have these lengthy discussions about that. And a lot of what he shared just made so much sense to me, which I'm, I'm not really going to share because it was a lot of um, just he, he and I talk, but a lot of what he shared about how quickly this, this organization could explode, um, there, were, there were some scary parts to it. And it made me realize with starting this group, I don't want it to get out of control where I lose control. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be able to maintain and make sure that you're serving everybody how they're supposed to be served and just let it come gradually. It's okay to say no. Mm. That's the thing that we have to remember. It is okay to say no to certain things if you don't feel you're ready for it. And it's not because you're you're not ready. It just means that you want to take care of the individuals who who are coming to you at first so you don't forget about them. Absolutely. I've created other groups like that and we actually had to put a membership freeze in this group so that we could control our growth and honor the people who said yes. What we found when we did grow too big was that we didn't have the bandwidth to appropriately respond to all the member needs. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I can really, really relate to that. All right. So people can find you on Facebook. Where else can they find mm -hmm. you? Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. and then of course my website. Mm -hmm. So everything badassbitchpr.com. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. What is one parting piece of wisdom you would like to leave our listeners with? Stop and smell the stories. That's lovely. I really love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Letty. I am so glad Thank that you. you were here. Thank you for having me. This has been fun and exciting. Oh, you are welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you've heard, please subscribe. And while you're in the giving spirit, Leave us a review on whatever platform you use, especially Apple Podcasts. That will help this message of Better Together get to those who want to hear it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.